The Kings may be off for a week, but we've got plenty to talk about with Kevin Fiala's all-star game experience. We'll have an uncomfortable conversation about Jonathan Quick and the countdown to Dustin Brown's celebration is on. All that next on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first team every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. As we start a new month, we're at 1,182 subscribers. If you're new to the YouTube channel, we have a goal of getting 100 new subscribers every month, and we've had a streak of about four or five months where we've been able to do that. Uh, so we hope that you will help us keep that streak going. We would greatly appreciate it, we being me. Uh, I am Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20-plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and, of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Second half of the NHL season gets underway today for many teams in the NHL, but not the LA Kings. They are off Monday through Friday before taking the ice Saturday for their first game of the second half of the season. That's at home against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Of course, that is Dustin Brown night. We'll have more on that in just a little bit. We did have the NHL All-Star festivities going on this past Friday and Saturday, and if you missed it, LA Kings star Kevin Fiala taking part in the All-Star game for the first time in his career, and uh, he actually finished runner-up in the fastest skater competition in the NHL skills competition that went on on Friday. Um, it was the only skills competition event that he took part in. Uh, he was beaten out by only Andre Svechnikov for the Carolina Hurricanes. Fiala skated a lap around the ice at 13.997 seconds, and then a second lap at 14.114 seconds. Um, again, that was runner-up in the fastest skater competition at the NHL All-Star Skills Competition for Kevin Fiala. Um, he is the second straight king to finish runner-up in that event at an All-Star game. If you recall the 2022 NHL All-Star game, I believe it was in Montreal, uh, Adrian Kempe finished runner-up in the fastest skater competition as well. So the Kings obviously with some gifted elite speed up front with Kevin Fiala and Adrian Kempe. As for the All-Star game on Saturday, there were four teams, one representing each division that played against each other. The winners met in the uh, All-Star game mini tournament title game. Uh, the Pacific Division with Kevin Fiala lost its opening game against the Central Division 6-4, to four, so Fiala just had the one game to compete in. Uh, he had an assist in that loss. Uh, Metropolitan Division would go on to beat the Central Division 7-5 for the title if you care about such things. I'm sure that Kevin Fiala had a, a great time in, as I mentioned, his first ever NHL All-Star Game experience. Uh, very cool that he could be a part of that as a representative of the LA Kings. Um, and great uh, for him to, you know, get to share that experience now, get back, rest up for a few extra days, which some of the other All-Stars really didn't have a chance to do, and hopefully get ready for a big second half of the season. For Kevin Fiala, his first half certainly has lived up to, I think, most people's expectations, leading the team in points with 53. He's also second on the team in goals with 18, 
playing in all 53 games so far this season. Now, last season, he didn't put up career monster numbers in his final year in Minnesota with uh, 33 goals and 85 points. This season, he is on pace for 27 goals and 82 points, so he would not eclipse his career-high numbers from a year ago, but should be pointed out that those numbers, if they trend the way they are, would be his second-best season in his NHL career. So certainly, maybe not hitting those career-high numbers uh, that he did a year ago, but certainly right there in the ballpark and uh, having a good season. As I said, Kevin Fiala, as advertised for the Kings when they acquired him uh, in the offseason, Exactly what they needed, some extra punch offensively, and he has certainly delivered on that so far. So a solid first half for Kevin Fiala, hopefully a solid second half as well, and then helping the Kings on into the playoffs uh, with uh, the uh, LA Kings for Kevin Fiala. As for some of the injury news for the LA Kings as we get ready for the start of the second half of the season, still to be determined if several Kings key pieces are going to be available for the second half, soon, sometime soon, maybe as soon as Saturday, we'll see. But Trevor Moore, Carl Grundstrom, Arthur Kaliev, and Gabe Bellardi all missing time recently due to various injuries. And there have not been a lot of details on these injuries, as is usually the case in the NHL. There was that rumor that Arthur Kaliev was seen in a walking boot, but I, I don't know that that has been confirmed by anybody within the Kings. Um, obviously, Trevor Moore, an important depth piece, but I think in particular, Gabe Velarde and Arthur Kelly have big parts of the Kings offense going forward. I know the Kings, as long as they're maintaining a playoff spot, will err on the side of caution with those guys because we definitely need them for the playoffs. If, in fact, we make the playoffs and trying to advance out of the first round this year, uh, Arthur Kelly is still leading the Kings in power play goals, despite going now into his sixth week of being out of action. Um, he has seven power play goals, uh, on the season. Um, does Arthur Kaliev, um, as for Gabe Velarde, he's now third on the Kings in goal scoring with 17. Uh, so two very important offensive pieces for the LA Kings, uh, both a part of the power plays as well. Kaliev usually on that second power play unit that the no power play unit and Velarde on the first unit with, with Andre Kopitar. So, uh, all four of those guys are key contributors. We hope that all four of them will get back sooner rather than later. But in particular, I think for Gabe Bellardi and Arthur Kaliev, uh, we hope to see them soon because they are very, very key components of the LA Kings offense. It's time to have an uncomfortable conversation about Jonathan Quick. We're going to do that in a moment. But I need to remind you that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by Athletic Greens with one delicious scoop of AG1. You are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar. It costs you less than $3 a day, and it's just one scoop and a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health and to make things easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So the first half of the NHL season has been relatively successful for the LA Kings. That said, the goalie situation continues to be a concern. Phoenix Copley, who has never started an NHL playoff game, continues to do an admirable job as the Kings' number one goalie. But Cal Peterson is still in the AHL. More on him in a bit. 
And of course, veteran and future Hall of Famer Jonathan Quick continues to struggle. His numbers on the season are 8, 12, and 4, 3.41 goals against average, and an 881 save percentage. And we've talked about him trying to find his game as he goes along, and it doesn't seem to be happening at this point. Maybe this extended break can help him to work on some things and, and eventually get him going. I'm sure that is the hope of everyone from the Kings organization to the fans, but he certainly isn't trending in the right direction going into the All-Star break, having lost a personal career high eight games in a row. Over the span of those eight games, he has a record of 0-6-2, 3.67 goals against average, and an 8.64 save percentage. Those numbers are obviously slightly worse as far as the goals against average and the save percentage than they are for his season so far. Uh, only six other goalies who have played nine or more games have a worse goals against average than Jonathan Quick over that span, and only two other NHL goalies have a worse save percentage who have played at least nine games over that span. Obviously, the Kings have maintained a playoff position while Quick has struggled, but they, they've only gotten two points in his last eight starts. That's obviously a concern. I know there's usually a drop-off when you go to your backup goalie, but um, that's a pretty pretty big drop-off. Um, of course, the big question is, if Jonathan Quick continues to go like this, like he has of late, how long will the Kings allow this to go on? How long will Quick allow this to go on? What are the Kings' options? Um, well, this is obviously complicated by the fact that Jonathan Quick is the greatest goalie in Kings history and one of the greatest Kings of all time. And the Kings are, it appears, just taking this one game at a time and, you know, have there been conversations behind the scenes about what their options might be? Don't know. I would think there would have to be some sort of a discussion. I would think that if you're a, a good front office, you throw a lot of things on the table and discuss them. Doesn't mean you might act on them, but I think uh, you try and keep your options open. You ask your, you know, hockey operations department um, their thoughts and and you try and formulate a strategy from best case scenario to worst case scenario on a, on a number of different levels. And Jonathan Quick has to be, you know, there has to be conversations going on about him. Uh, will Rob Blake, the Kings GM, make a move at the deadline to shore up the situation in net? Uh, that remains to be seen. There's certainly plenty of people who have strong opinions on that from absolutely he has to do something to really is what's out there much of an upgrade um, and what's the price he's going to have to pay to do something like that. I mean, could the Kings trade Jonathan Quick? Um, I certainly don't see that happening. Um, and honestly, who would really want him at this point? Now, there have been situations in the NHL in the past where you have a player that's on your team that maybe you, you don't want anymore. He's making a certain amount of money and you find a trade partner who has a lot of cap space, who is willing to take on a player's salary um, while also maybe, you know, you sweeten the pot with a draft pick or some sort of an asset to make it worth their while. while. I, but again, I don't see that as being any kind of a possibility with Jonathan Quick. Maybe with Cal Peterson, it would be because of the term he has left on his contract, but I just don't see any kind of a trade involving any Kings existing goaltender. Um, certainly there's a possibility the Kings could go out and bring someone in to have basically a kind of a fourth NHL level goalie in the organization. But if you look at the names that we've been hearing about, James Reimer in San Jose, Cam Talbot in Ottawa, 
uh, Jake Allen in Montreal, Craig Anderson in Buffalo. Are, are these names really the, the names that are going to make some sort of serious upgrade? I mean, I guess it's a depth move in case, worst case scenario, something happens to Phoenix Copley and maybe you don't want to rely completely on Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson. You want somebody else there in net who might be a little bit better as far as the numbers go. And some of these guys have better numbers, but not by that much, to be honest with you. So, you know, what are the Kings going to do? And I think the really interesting part of this for me is what is Jonathan Quick going to do? Uh, you know, as a goaltender, I've never played the position, but I think it's pretty easy to imagine that you have to be incredibly mentally strong to play that position because there's going to be times when you fail and there's going to be times when you let in bad goals and you've got to somehow try and put it behind you and move on. But Jonathan Quick, I've said it before, I've never been around a more competitive uh, person uh, as far as just kind of, you know, I don't know him personally, but just judging by everything you see and everything you hear, um, he is ultra competitive. And this has to be really, really bothering him, uh, just like it's bothering all of us. Um, he doesn't want to end his career like this, uh, and we don't want to see him end his career like this. But, you know, even as mentally strong as he is, he's also a human being, and he's never been through anything like this before. So how can he maintain that level of mental toughness that every goalie has to have while going through something he's never gone through before in a situation he's never been in before? The final year of a contract, his career clearly winding down. Uh, he had said at the beginning of the year he wants to play after this season. Right now, I don't know that that's really a possibility, but that's that's a discussion for another day. What we're talking about is right now. And as mentally tough as he is, and I can't see him throwing in the towel, so to speak, and going to King's management and saying, I just can't do it anymore. But nobody knows better what his skill level is at this point than him. And if it would have gotten to that point by now, I'm sure he would have said something. Yes, he's got a lot of pride, um, but he doesn't want to go out there. If he knows he doesn't have it anymore and just go through the motions, I just don't see him wanting to do that. He still, I believe, in his heart, thinks that he can get back on his game and contribute to the LA Kings. And I think the Kings, certainly management, coaching staff, I think they believe in him. Um, but, you know, at some point, there's a line in the sand. Maybe it's before the trade deadline. I don't know that they have to make a decision. Do they call Cal Peterson back up, carry three goalies? It's it's a very sticky situation. I think the one thing, like I cannot see the Kings going to John the Quick and saying, hey, we got to have a conversation and sitting in a room with him and saying, you know, we don't think you can do it anymore. I think they're going to leave it in his hands. I think, I guess the good news is that I think Jonathan Quick, one thing about him, even though he has all of this confidence and this competitive nature that maybe he can work his way out of this, I think he also cares a lot about his teammates and he sees the situation they're in, a team that is holding on to a playoff spot. Maybe at the end of this week, that that you know that grasp on a playoff spot's not quite what it is right now. We'll have to wait and see. But he doesn't want to be the reason why a playoff spot could be in jeopardy, or maybe they miss out on the playoffs because they can't turn to a reliable second-string goalie to get him a quality start here or there. And maybe that's the determining factor where he says, I know I'm struggling, and I'm not sure if I can do this anymore. I think I still can, but I just can't do this to my teammates. I, I got to believe that that's some sort of maybe conversation he has in his own mind. I don't know. It's like I said, it's a very uncomfortable situation for, uh, for everybody involved. 
I think the Kings are still at this point holding out hope that he can turn this around, although it doesn't look like it's going in the right direction. Maybe again, this extra time off for the Kings with this extended kind of all-star break, maybe that's the time he could really, really get on the ice and work on some things with Bill Ranford or whatever, the goalie coach. But uh, the next few starts for Jonathan Quick, they're uh, going to be a pretty bright spotlight on him. Now, he's had the brightest of spotlights on him in his career, being a, a netminder that's won a Stanley Cup, that's been a Conn Smythe Trophy winner for MVP of the playoffs. So he knows pressure. But again, he's never been in this situation before. How he's handling this mentally is anybody's guess. And the Kings, like I said, I think like all of us, keeping their fingers crossed, he can get something going on track so that they ride this thing out with him uh, going forward. My my gut feeling is that I think they they ride or die with Jonathan Quick and, and Cal Peterson potentially. Um, and of course, Phoenix Copley, but we're talking about just as the, the goalie position as a whole, could they bring somebody in just in case kind of as an emergency guy, if something happens to Phoenix Copley, sure. Um, but like I said, the options, most of them are not great. Now, could Rob Blake do something really wild, uh, and, you know, trade away a Cal Peterson for a, a team, like I said, that's looking to take on salary in exchange for getting assets maybe like an Arizona Coyotes in exchange they would also send Kirill Vilmilka the other way a guy who I think you know has had his ups and downs with the Coyotes but they've been a bad team I think there's something there with him that could be a situation it would be a bold move we'll have to see how it plays out but like I said it is an uncomfortable conversation to have but it is the reality of what's going on with the LA Kings and Jonathan Quick right now it's going to be a very very interesting storyline going forward and like I said, the next couple of starts for quick and the Kings do have back-to-back games coming up here over the next couple of weeks where he's going to be in net. Uh, those are going to be big starts for the LA Kings and uh, we'll see how it turns out. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it, hopefully things turn around, but uh, it's not looking great to be honest. Let's, let's be re- real about it, um, but we'll keep on our fingers crossed. Uh, with a week off, uh, the LA Kings um, are waiting for the second half of the season. But what's going on with the competition for the LA Kings? We're going to check in on that. Also, we'll have an Ontario Reign report. We'll mention uh, what Cal Peterson's doing right now in the AHL, the Ontario Reign, and also tell you about a potential Kings trade target that is now off the market. But first, I want to let you know that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. The Super Bowl is coming up this weekend, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America. Again, that is FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, it's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today and get $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Locked On. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. It's all on the app. That's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet and get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So we do this every Monday, uh, and we check in on the Pacific Division standings for the start of a new week. We've talked a lot about it, and now we're kind of kind of finally see some of this uh, come to fruition as far as games in hand for the Kings uh, competition. 
in the Pacific Division. Uh, we'll start with the team that is in first place right now as we start the second half of the season. That's the surprising Seattle Kraken. Record of 29-15-5 for 63 points. Now, coming up this week for the Kraken, they are at the New York Islanders on Tuesday, at the New Jersey Devils on Thursday, and at the New York Rangers on Friday. So three pretty tough games for the Seattle Kraken. So we'll see how they fare in trying to distance themselves from the LA Kings, who are currently tied in points with the Kraken, 63 points, record of 28, 18, and 7 for the Kings. But again, Seattle with the games in hand. Uh, LA did move up one spot from last Monday when we checked the standings um, from third to second. Right now in third place is the Vegas Golden Knights, record of 29, 18, and 4. They're one point behind both the Kings and the Kraken, 62 points for the Golden Knights. They play Tuesday at Nashville and Thursday at Minnesota. In fourth place and holding the number one wildcard spot right now in the Western Conference is the Edmonton Oilers, record of 28, 18, and 4 for 60 points. So they are three points behind the Kings. Um, coming up for Edmonton, they've got a game in Detroit on Tuesday. They're in Philadelphia on Thursday and at Ottawa on Saturday. So some real chances to make up ground for the Oilers with a favorable schedule, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, Calgary is currently out of a playoff spot. They were in fifth position in the Pacific Division. Record of 24-17-9 for 57 points. They're going to need to make a move here in the near future. Uh, Monday, they're at the New York Rangers. Uh, Thursday, at Detroit. And then Saturday, at Buffalo. And then you got Vancouver, San Jose, and Anaheim rounding out the Pacific Division standing. So there, it'll be interesting to see with those games coming up for those teams where the Kings will sit uh, when the dust settles coming up on Saturday when they start the second half of the season. We'll definitely keep an eye on that. Uh, going forward. The NHL trade deadline is 25 days away on March the 3rd, as some of you I'm sure are counting down the days. It is an exciting time in the NHL, and obviously we're very curious to see what Rob Blake will do. Will it be a bold move? Will it just be a supplemental move? Uh, we'll see. Uh, but a potential piece for the LA Kings has been dealt, and dealt to a division rival from a division rival. Uh, Left-handed defenseman Jacob Megna was traded to the Seattle Kraken by the San Jose Sharks on Sunday for a fourth-round pick in the 2023 NHL draft. Megna is a 30-year-old defenseman, uh, 12 points, one goal, 11 assists in the NHL this season, playing in a career-high 48 games. Now, he was on the list of potential left-handed defensemen that the Kings were thought to be interested in. Granted, he was at the bottom of the list, uh, but he was on the list all the same. So one of the potential left-handed defenseman trade pieces that was looking to be on the move at the deadline. Jacob Magna is uh, no longer available. Uh, he has gone from the San Jose Sharks to the Seattle Kraken. Uh, time for a rain report on Friday and Saturday. The LA Kings AHL affiliate, the Ontario Rain, played a pair of games against the Phoenix Roadrunners. Friday, the Kings were shut out, or excuse me, the rain were shut out two to nothing. Former Kings goalie, Cal Peterson, allowed just one goal in a tough loss, faced 39 shots. Uh, the rain did bounce back on Saturday with a 5-2 win over the Roadrunners. Tyler Madden had a pair of goals, numbers 11 and 12 for him. Samuel Fagimo had his 13th of the season, and Alex Turcotte gets his sixth of the year. The Kings had sent him back to Ontario to get some extra games in during the All-Star break. Uh, and in that second game on Saturday, Cal Peterson will once again in net. He allowed two goals on 38 shots. He was named the number one star of the game. So for Cal right now, his numbers since he's been sent down to the AHL 10, 8, and 1 is the record. 2.64 goals against average and a 9.18 save percentage with one shutout. Uh, those numbers are okay. Um, if you're generous, you could say they're they're good, um, but they're not great 
um, they're just okay, in my opinion. Uh, for an NHL-caliber goalie to go down to the AHL and have those numbers, it's not terrible, but it's not what you would want it to be, I would think, um, if you're the LA Kings. It's it's okay. He's been good at times, but I think, um, like I said, if you're an NHL-caliber goalie and you go down to the AHL, you're expected to, I don't want to say maybe dominant, but be very, very good. And I don't know that anyone would say that Cal Peterson has been very, very good so far with the Ontario Reign. By the way, we were asked on our last feedback show uh, last week um, how fans could watch and listen to Rain games where I, I reached out to uh, Jared Sheffrin of the Ontario Reign, and he wanted to let you know that if you want to watch Ontario Reign games, you can on demand on ahltv.com. Uh, if you want to listen to the games, there is a free live audio stream available at ontariorain.com slash radio. Again, that's ontariorain.com slash radio. If you want to listen to the Ontario Rain games, and that is free. So hopefully that helps anyone looking to follow the rain more closely. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we have a special guest, former Locked On LA Kings host Sarah Avapato is going to join us to give us her thoughts on the LA Kings so far. Also a reminder, coming up on Thursday or Friday, we're still trying to figure it out, depending if we can get a special guest to talk about Dustin Brown. Uh, we are going to have a feedback show exclusively about Dustin Brown. I would love to get your thoughts on Dustin Brown's career. Um, I think Dustin is the greatest LA King ever. Uh, do you agree or disagree with that? Plus, is Dustin Brown a Hall of Famer? Um, honestly, I don't think he is. Um, but uh, Daryl Evans kind of gave us some pushback on that. So what do you think? What do you think? Is, is Dustin Brown a Hockey Hall of Famer? Um, and if you'd like to send me an email, you can do so uh, at locked on eddie at gmail.com e-d-d-i-e locked on eddie at gmail.com uh, looking forward to getting your views on dustin brown his career like i said is he a hall of famer is he the greatest king of all time why why not all those things uh, are topics for discussion or whatever else is on your mind just the great memory you have about dustin brown whatever looking forward to having that dustin brown feedback show later on in the week if you are a youtube viewer you can also leave any feedback on that on any of the episodes coming up this week uh please follow the show on twitter we are at locked on la kings uh, also on instagram at locked on la kings thank you for making locked on la kings your first listen make your second listen locked on nhl prospects it's your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the nhl draft plus nhl draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team it's locked on nhl prospects available on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts thank you as always for watching and listening to locked on la kings I'm Eddie Garcia. Have a great day. And as always, go Kings go.